Miss Annie, your first month's salary. Doesn't pay our debt for what you've done. I taught her one thing. No. Don't do this, don't do that. That's more than all of us could do in all I the years. I wanted to teach her what language is. I know without it to do nothing but obey is no gift. Obedience without understanding is a blindness too. The world is not an easy place for anyone. I don't want her just to obey. But to let her have a way in everything is a lie. To her. And Miss Annie is Miss Annie Sullivan. That's the miracle worker. And they're talking about Helen Keller. And think about in your own life, what have you accepted as on obedience? You know, what have you accepted as an injunction? Do this, don't do that. And you haven't done your own thinking on that. You don't want to rob yourself of the ability to see through your own eyes, through your own mind, through your own thoughts. And you don't want to just go by what other people say. You don't want to ever do that. You want to be independent. And that doesn't mean that you won't like other people. I mean, that's a false alternative, that if you're independent, that means that you're isolated. In fact, you're a much more interesting person if you're an active thinker. So I highly encourage you to think about areas areas in your own life that where you've robbed yourself, you've just accepted something on faith or dutifully or by obedience, you don't want to ever do that to yourself. Ask the questions that you need to ask. So I'm Dr. Ellen Kenny. You're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. And right now I want to turn to the phones and welcome Rick. Rick has marital problems. Rick, welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Kenny. How are you? Good, good. Um, I can't hear you. Are you talking directly into the phone? Yeah, I, I just have a bit of a flu, so I'm a little. My, my voice is a little, uh, a little messed up here. Okay. Well, I hope you get better soon. Tell me what's on your mind. Um, well, me and my wife, we've been having problems, and more recently, um, she's she's an actress and she does uh, theater shows, and um, I've tried to I've tried to be supportive as I can, and even though it does take a lot of her time away from the family. Um, but more recently it's come up to where, you know, I've been sick and I, I've asked her, I said, well, after your show, can you please come home and, and you know, help help out? And she's she's kind of, you know, neglected to do that. And it's really, it, it's kind of brought back a lot of issues that we've had in the past with her kind of choosing her, her theater career over the family, which I understand, you know, that she wants to, to excel in that and I support her in that, but when it starts to interfere with our family life and when it starts to interfere with my feelings for her, that's when there's a problem. Okay. How long have you been married? We've been uh, married seven years. Seven years. And how many kids? Uh, Just one. One child. How old? Uh, Six years old. Six years old. And was that a child you both chose, you wanted? Um, Kind of out of the blue. Out of the blue. Okay. What was her response towards that? Did she want the child? Did she want a family? Um, Initially, she was... Uh, you know, she she was afraid, and in the past, she's um, she never you know she never indicated that she wanted a family. But when she became pregnant, and you know, told me about that, um, I told her that you know I would be there for her, I would help support the family, and everything would be fine. And with that, she you know she ag- agreed to take on the responsibility of having the child. So it was kind of a, a mutual decision, but at the same time, I, I could sense hesitation in her, you know, with her. Okay. Has that ever come out in the open? Have you talked? Because she, what I'm sensing is that if she feels ambivalent about 
the family, you know, when I, when we started a family, my husband and I, we waited five years, we got a sailboat instead of kids for the first five years, and boy, by the time we wanted kids, we wanted kids, and yeah. we were both invested, we were both on board, and it was a planned event, and I mean, we were checking every month, we couldn't wait to have kids. If it came as a shock to her, if she was career-bound, she may feel like, her life was the rug was pulled out from under her even if she values having a family it was not her top priority yeah she she definitely has has said that that she felt that you know it it would hold her back from what she wanted to do and you know and i i I told her you know upon that being said i told her that you know having a family doesn't mean your life ends you know i mean for me my life barely began as soon as my daughter was born i mean it seemed to me that everything was moving in a much better direction, more direct, more focused. I really had a goal, and I was working toward, um, you know, providing for my family. And, and, and for me, it made everything go the right direction. But it, I don't know, it seems for me that just the responsibility of a family for her is, is just, she, she doesn't want to accept the responsibility. It's almost like she can be, with, with that, she can be very immature sometimes. And it's so frustrating for me because I don't know what to do. And we haven't been to marriage counseling in uh, quite a number of years. We, we did marriage counseling about four years ago. Okay, how did that work out? Um, unfortunately, it, 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 we, we went for a few sessions, and then, um, you know, we didn't have any money to, to continue with the sessions. So, and, and I definitely wanted to get back into marriage counseling, but I don't know where to go if I don't have a lot of money to pay for it. Okay. Well, you can. There are workbooks out on the market now that where you can get a workbook and ask yourself some questions, work together. But it sounds like you don't have the time. What about intimacy? What's going on there? Um, as far as sexually or emotionally? Yeah, sexually, emo- and and psychologically, and just to feel close to, to each other, even if it's not um, sex. Well, well, as far as sexually, I mean, it's it it hasn't been a problem. I mean, it's been good as far as it seems to me and to her. I mean, she always seems happy, and, and I, I, I always feel more close to her, um, you know, when we are having sex, and, and, it's, and, it's, and we haven't had any real dry spells or anything. Um, and emotionally, I, you know, our connection emotionally, um, it's, it's kind of off and on. It's really strange. I mean, she's been gone almost this whole week, and it's, it's been very difficult for me because, um, you know, I work full time, and then I come home and I take care of my daughter and take care of the house and everything. And I notice that when she's gone for these long periods of time, I this distance grows between us emotionally. Okay, and how does that show up? Are you are you uh, making sarcastic comments to each other? Are you withdrawing and just not talking to each other? Are you screaming at each other? It could be. It's a mix of like all of those. I mean. It, it, it tends to be initially it's like a withdrawal. I mean, between between me, I start to get frustrated and angry. I can tell um, that I'm, I'm starting to get frustrated that she's gone so much. Mm-hmm. But I try to I try to you know curb that as much as I can. But um, I mean, eventually you know, eventually it just comes out that I'm frustrated that she's been gone so much, and so I start to make sarcastic comments. And then she such starts, as what? Give me a sampler of your best your your best zingers. <laughs> um, oh boy, that's kind of hard. Um, I'll say things like, well, you know, it's, it's um, you know, stuff like it's kind of hard. Uh, it's, it's not easy taking care of the family when you're just one parent, things like that. Um, you know, or, or when she comes home, I'll say, I hope you had a, you know, I hope you had a great time. 
um, you know, things like that. And, and, you know, I'll constantly bring up the fact that, that I've been working and I've been taking care of the family while she's been out. You know, and, and the fact that the, the hardest thing for me to deal with is, is not that she, she is gone with her shows. The hardest thing for me is that after the shows, the theater people all go out and they do all this. You know, they go to the restaurants and they go to the, you know, whatever else. And, and she's gone for an additional, you know, X amount of hours per night. And it's so frustrating for me. Okay. Is she interested in anyone else? Do you suspect I that? have a feeling. I have a feeling that she is definitely possibility that she is interested in someone else. I mean, she's been spending a lot of time on the Internet, on the MySpace. And she's, and she's very flirtatious by nature. And she's kind of um, been talking to people on the Internet. And occasionally men will call her phone. And I've caught her in, in a lie before, and it wasn't necessarily about a guy, but, you know, I came home and she wasn't home, and then I called her on her cell phone, and I, and I said, where are you? And she says, I'm at home, and she wasn't home. And I called okay. her, and I, I told her to tell me where she was, and she says, uh, I went for a walk, I'm over on, you know, the street. And I said, well, well, tell me where you are, I'll come pick you up. And she wouldn't tell me. And then finally she called me back about 10 minutes later and told me where she was, and I went and picked her up. But I just, I, I'm just not, I'm getting to the point where I can't trust her, and it's, it's just, it's, it's killing me. Okay, so if if that's the core of it, that you just feel like she's moved away and it's not just that she's trying to juggle too much and that she needs to reassess her values and prioritize, put the family in there, put your daughter in there, because I have a lot of empathy for your daughter if mom's not in the picture a lot. Yeah. But if you think there's a betrayal or a, or a betrayal about to happen, then you need to sit down with her. And I would cut out the sarcasm because all that does is make her feel justified in acting on her uh, warmer feelings towards someone else if she's complaining about being married and having kids and, you know, to some guy who's a good listener and a fellow actor, and then, you know, she's moving away from you. Don't Don't use guilt with her. She's earned the guilt, but let her... If you're saying, if you say something to her like, honey, let's sit down and talk. We're both so unhappy. And I know I make sarcastic comments and I know you make them back and it's not good for either of us and our daughter. Let's talk about where we're going. And if we can some, what are your thoughts, honey, on how to rekindle the relationship? And I'd work with that. I'd work productively with her on that. And I wish we had a whole lot more time to talk about this. You can call up another time and I'll be glad to work with you more on this. And I'd love to hear how things go. I want to, yeah, thank you so much for calling, Rick. And coming up, we have an interview with Dr. Ed Locke on exactly what we've been talking about, romantic relationships and how to rekindle the spark in your own relationship. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path of Romance by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. A romantic partner to avoid is someone who tries to fake their self-esteem by using defense values. People may use values that they possess or aspire to as substitutes for genuine self-esteem and to cover up self-doubt. Examples are money, looks, intelligence, popularity, fancy clothes, expensive cars, large homes in wealthy neighborhoods, social status, and sexual conquest. Not all these values are necessarily irrational. The problem is that they are held compulsively and even desperately. An expensive car can give you pleasure, but not if you just want to own it to show off. You are still the same person with or without the car. Whether others approve of you or not does not change who you are. You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.